One thing's for sure, the big one is coming. Welcome to the Get Real Safety Podcast, where we discuss the new view of safety, the things that work, the things that don't work, and try to break down old paradigms to help you improve safety in your organization. Hey folks, this is Pam here. And this is Mike. Today's podcast is titled The Inevitable Drift, and we're going to make this specific to what's going on today. The fourth principle of human performance is that organizations and people drift. So what is drift? Drift is the slow incremental deviation from policies, practices, rules, procedures, and it happens in every single organization. No organization is immune to it. And in fact, the ones who are most prone are the ones who are the most successful, or at least the ones who perceive themselves to be the most successful. Oftentimes, this is based on managing safety through false indicators uh, or rear-looking indicators such as the OSHA recordable incident rate, which is often simply a measure of luck. In our training sessions, we talk in detail about drift, what it is, how it works, how to catch drift, and how to manage it. But for today, we want to talk about just a general concept of drift and how it is occurring right now and what's going to happen down the road with this coronavirus situation we're going through. It's important to understand what causes drift. Drift is caused by a lot of things, but the most common are things like resource constraints, competition for budgets, low staffing, internal politics, and we also can get procedural drift when procedures don't match the work or employees view that procedures are too difficult to get the work done they will drift from the actual procedure and come up with their own procedures. Drift happens so slowly and so incrementally it is almost invisible. However, the more drift occurs, organizations tend to borrow from safety margins. When nothing bad happens, it's taken as a guarantee of success, but it is slowly and invisibly undermining the foundation and the stability of the existing safety processes. With COVID-19, drift is inevitable, given the scheduled disruptions, lost revenue, loss in staffing, and just the emotional stress that people are experiencing. We've entered a time where all of these issues are in play. Think about the cascading effect of all of this. Peter Drucker says that the first duty of business is to survive. Without a business, there is no need for safety. As a business necessity, many companies have had to back off on training, or at least down to the bare minimums, cut down on inspections and audits, coaching, staff and turnover meetings, safety meetings, pre-work meetings, and corporate oversight. Just yesterday, I had a corporate safety director for a construction company here in Atlanta tell me that, you know, we have real things that can kill our guys, yet we are so focused on this, meaning the COVID-19, I fear we are ignoring the real stuff that's still out there. Even OSHA has reduced their programmed inspections, and the OSHA Training Institute and the universities have shut down courses that will eventually reduce the number of available trainers out there. Some organizations will be losing or experiencing dilution of their safety cultures due to personnel changes and all the constraints and pressures. 
As Pam says, the focus now being on COVID-19, not SIFs or serious injury and fatality prevention, this uh, means that you can expect for bad things to happen. There will be increases in serious injuries. There will be increases in fatalities. It is inevitable. There's no getting around it, giving all the resource constraints and all of the stuff that we just talked about. So this leads into a whole other topic, the topic of organizational resilience. Resilience is the ability of an organization to bounce back from catastrophic events or to recover. Creating a resilient organization means having recovery plans. Some of you may remember in a previous podcast, we briefly talked about a thing called the bowtie analysis. In later podcasts, we'll talk a lot about resilience and about that particular type of analysis. But in a nutshell, if you draw a simple diagram of a bow tie, the center of the bow tie is the risk, the left side of the bow tie are the preventative efforts, and the right side of the bow tie are recovery efforts. A bow tie should be balanced between prevention and recovery. We put a lot of eggs in the prevention basket, but we don't put a lot of eggs in recovery basket when prevention efforts fail. Now think about that in context of the current situation of what's going on with this virus. With short staffing, with resource constraints, and companies being pressured to produce under these sort of situations, drift is certainly occurring, and it is undermining those prevention efforts. Do we have a plan for recovery? That is one question we should all be asking ourselves in our organizations. But resilience is a foreign concept to many organizations because when they go for long periods of time without anything bad happening, it's hard to imagine the unimaginable. You remember how after 9-11, companies beefed up the crisis management plans. For a lot of folks, they have drifted away from that focus on emergency planning, and they were not at all prepared for a pandemic. Although scientists have warned for decades about the potential for this happening, and they weren't taken seriously. On a personal level, people were unprepared for this crisis. Most folks have no more than three days of food, or less. When the crisis hit, stores were swamped with people wiping out the shelves and hoarding food. You see this on an even smaller scale when a snowstorm is coming and people wipe out all the bread and milk. Well, at least that's here in the South. Growing up in the Northwest, we always had stocked pantries and freezers. From a historical perspective, Communicable diseases existed during humankind's hunter-gatherer days, but when we made the shift to agrarian life 10,000 years ago, it created communities that made epidemics much more possible. Malaria, tuberculosis, leprosy, influenza, smallpox, and others first appeared during this period. Pandemics are a regular visitor to humanity. In 1350, the Black Death, or bubonic plague, killed at least one-third of the world population. In 1918, the Spanish flu killed 50 million people with 675,000 in the U.S. In 1957, Asian flu killed 1.1 million worldwide with 116,000 in the U.S. Pandemics will happen again. The big one is coming again. An EMP or electromagnetic pulse, is also coming. We have made no preparation for that. If you think what we're experiencing now is bad, can you imagine the horrific disruptions to our supply chains, medical services, communication, and the overall breakdown of society? 
Likewise, most organizations were totally unprepared for this COVID-19. It was seemingly unimaginable, but it should have been imaginable given our history and given all the warnings for decades from scientists. So most organizations were caught off guard with their pants down and totally unprepared for this. And it's not just the organizations that were caught off guard, the workers are caught off guard too. They are so preoccupied with trying to do social distancing and follow all the new rules that come around this that you can almost count on the fact that they are missing very critical exposures and experiencing a whole lot of distraction out there. So here's the bottom line. The big one is coming. Count on it. In light of the inevitable drift that is probably going on in your organizations, questions that you might want to ask are what drift is occurring right now as a result of the crisis? Is your organization forward-thinking enough to anticipate what drift will look like in your operations? Is it being discussed at a high level? Is management ready for the bad things that are going to happen? Are we asking our workers where safety is inadequate, where they're having to skip steps or make do or improvise? Does your organization have a plan for recovery? Those organizations who have embraced and integrated human performance principles will still experience drift, but will be in a much better position to anticipate, manage, and to reduce its impact. Thanks for listening. Please make sure and subscribe. Click on the notifications to get regular updates. Stay safe out there and flatten the curve. Mm-hmm.